Thank you for downloading the Barbecue Central Show. Maybe you're listening to this now because you missed the live version Tuesdays from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central Show is brought to you by these sponsors, which I am extremely grateful for. The Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic temperature control devices. Their website, thebbqguru.com. Big Papa Smokers, creators of some of the best rubs out there and retailer of many different grills and barbecue products. Their website, bigpapasmokers.com. Butcher's Barbecue, creators of injections, rubs, and seasonings. Their website, butchersbbq.com. Green Mountain Grills, some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. And their website is greenmountaingrills.com. Also by Cookshack, some of the best industrial electric smokers out there today. Also pellet cookers as well. Their website is cookshack.com. Cookinpellets.com. If you want to fire those pellet cookers that I just talked about, visit cookinpellets.com pellets.com to buy your pellets right now also by the chops power injector forget about using one needle to inject your meats the chops power injector system has four needles for your injecting pleasure you can visit them at barbecuekansascity.com that's b-a-r-b-e-q-u-e kansascity.com and by the sam's club national barbecue tour you can visit kcbs.us slash sam's tour for results to register your team or to see where the next event will be taking place. And by Pit Barrel Cooker, one of the most unique and efficient cookers out there in the market right now. Visit their website at pitbarrelcooker.com. And by Unknown Barbecue Accessories. You can visit them at unknownbbq.com slash shop. Hey, this is Helen Paradise from SoCal, and you are listening to the Barbecue Central Show. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. All right, good evening, and welcome to the really big Barbecue Central Show. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling, broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I am your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evening. If you want to jump in on the show tonight... I am more than happy to have you. A phone call is all it takes, 216-220-0966. You can also email the show, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. That bit of contact information is also shared right down here in the new lower third, donated by Denver Cavins from artflame.com, which we'll be using, unless something radically changes in the course of a week, on uh, August 13th, Saturday, in the backyard of the compound, we're going to be cooking crazy amounts of food, copious amounts of proteins, veggies, fishes, and the like. Very excited. We're probably going to be shooting promo stuff for that grill as well. So I'm very excited now that uh, the, the summer sports are winding down. I'll get a couple weeks, at least a couple weekends, where I can actually do some cooking and do the stuff I really love. 
So, anything else you want to find out about the show, other than the contact information points, can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening, in case you didn't get the newsletter, coming up in about 12 minutes from now. Can you believe it, folks? We are in August. Ho! I've said it before, and I say it again, 2016 rapidly coming to a close. The first Tuesday of each month brings none other than Hall of Famer and new future part restaurant owner, prolific cookbook author Ray Lampy, Ask Dr. Barbecue. I got to fix that. AskDRBBQ.com is the website that we use if you have questions for this monthly segment. Then at 9.35, open segment. I have ideas of a winery or rehab game that will get you some type of a prize, whether it's going to be donated by somebody in the chat room or... I do have a substantial prize closet in the vault of my Barbecue Central Show compound studios. So in any event, we'll be able to give something away should you see fit to call in. We will play Winery Rehab. The rules are very simple. It's a uh, get three out of five right, and you'll get something barbecue related. By the way, if you're listening, whoever the person that won something a couple weeks ago and I haven't sent it out to you, I've lost who you are, and I humbly apologize, but I'm sure you remember, because Centralites never forget anything. Please send me your name and shipping info so I can get something out to you directly. I'm very embarrassed about that on many different ways. I'm very sorry. Please, please send me your shipping info and your name and say, hey, I'm the guy that you forgot. I'm more than happy to make it right. I live by making it right. Then we'll move to the second hour. At 10.14, she was on a month or so ago. TV, cookbooks, blogger extraordinaire, social media maven, new friend of this show, Jess Priles, will be on. JessPriles.com. We're going to be talking about, to an extent, her time on the Today Show recently. I'm always interested in the inner workings of that stuff. So Jess Pryles coming up 10.14. And then 10.35... The official sauce and rubbery viewer for the Barbecue Central Show, Scott Roberts. That's right. Very much a look forward. So here's what I want to know. By the way, 216-220-0966, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Here's what I want to know. Did anyone watch the best of show last week because I was out of town at Softball Nationals in York, Pennsylvania. If you did, if you took the time out to come and watch a show that you know has already transpired over time, the best of show, what did you think? I would really enjoy and love your feedback for future efforts. And for what it's worth, there's quite a bit of time and effort that goes into making a show that isn't live. Live! I'll be sure to get it out there a little bit more ahead of time for segment suggestions when I know I'm going to be out of town next time, which I don't anticipate being anytime soon. Of course, Dave Bosca's certified Angus beef rant was heavily requested. Here's the issue. I searched high and low, long, hard, far, deep, whatever adjectives you want to use to describe my search. 
man, I could not find it. If you have the date of that particular segment committed to memory, please let me know so I can find it. And that is going to be like the first segment that I put back up when we do the next Best of Show. I would appreciate that. So if you watch the Best of Show or if you listen to it on podcast, I would really enjoy your feedback on the Best of segment. All right, so here we go. Let me bend down and grab these real quick. There is a, a website slash business out there called Soul Kicks, S-O-U-L-K-I-X dot com. And they are able, through some technology, they're able to put graphics and designs and pretty much, I guess, whatever you can think of on shoes. Now, it just so happens my best friend in high school, Seth Saunders, is the general manager of this place, and I decided that I would order a couple pair show-related, and I got them. Pair number one. Boom! Wait, let's try it like this. So, you know, they're Vans style, like, uh, I don't know if you call them slipper shoes, but they're like Vans, right? Like skater shoes, I guess. So here's option number one, or maybe this was option number two. Barbecue Central show, barbecue Central show here, grill on the other shoe. But you can see the 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 words are coming up the shoe, right? And then option number two is the old you know singular barbecue Central blah blah blah. But if you put them together, you know you make the whole logo barbecue Central radio show logo. So what do you think? I might get a chance to work with these. Sorry, I might get a chance to work with these guys in an affiliate way to make those shoes, like the Barbecue Central shoes, uh, shoes available to fans of the show. Now, look, the ladies in my house a bit mixed at the moment, especially when it comes to shorts and these shoes, and jeans in these shoes, and socks and no socks with these shoes. Look. Let me make it abundantly clear. I am a man in his very early 40s who likes to wear shorts when it's hot and T-shirts a lot, jeans when it's cold, the occasional hooded sweatshirt when it's a, a bit chilly. So my fashion sense isn't all that keen. So I turn to the ladies of the house and look for facial expressions. Sure, they won't say I look like a douche. Well, most won't. But the eye rolls and the giggles and the snickers tell a different story. And there is currently a mix in the compound. So let me know what you think. Do you think, A, you would buy these shoes? And, like, would you buy them just because it's like a, a trinket or some kind of gimmick thing? Or, You know, do you really like them? Do you think you would wear these to support the show? Do you think people would stop you and say, hey, what are those Barbecue Central radio show shoes? Here's the other pair. Remember, uh, the website Soul Kicks, S-O-U-L-K-I-X. I have no affiliate link up there right now. So if you have a better idea or you have a better logo or you want to put your logo on there, I mean, like I said, the, the, I don't know how they do it, but they do it. I just got them today. So I wanted to show them off a little bit here on the show and at least get an initial feedback. I'm sure we'll get some feedback from Barbecue Hall of Famer Ray Lampy as we come out of the out of the break here. But why not? 
everybody's so into branding and wearing shirts and this is a little bit different. How many people have their barbecue brand on shoes? Few people. Head of the curve again, folks. Head of the curve again. How do I do it? I don't know. I'm a visionary. As I said, Ray Lampy coming up out of the break. Let me tell you about Cook Shack. Cook Shack manufactures smoker ovens for barbecue lovers with any amount of experience. Whether you barbecue in your backyard, in the competition circuit, in a five-star dining facility, Cook Shack has the unit that will do the job. And with a full line of barbecue sauces, spices, pellets, and wood chunks, it's the perfect one-stop shop. Cook Shack strives to be your barbecue resource center by offering cooking classes, online recipes, how-to videos, two blogs, smoking grilling 101s, and a video cooking classroom. Check out their website at cookshack.com or follow them on these social media platforms, Instagram, YouTubes, the Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Google Pluses. Get advice, share your passion for barbecue on the World Class Barbecue Forum. Cookshack pellet-fired smokers are the choice of champions because they were designed by a champion. Ed Fast Eddie Morin, the FEC 100, the PG 1000, always customer favorites. That PG 1000 can double as a smoker in a grill, low and slow or hot and fast. The pellet grill line gives you the most for your money. Cookshack residential smokers are number one in the industry. High quality means high durability and versatility. Anything that you can cook in your oven, you can make in a cook shack. No lie. If I may add a point of note here, if you really love to make your own jerky, the cook shack smokette cookers are absolutely jerky making machines. By the pound, you will make them and eat them in your face. So good. Passion and dedication drives Cook Shack's manufacturing, with quality always being at the forefront. Get the best in barbecue since 1962. Or you can call 800-423-0698. You can also visit them by visiting their website, cookshack.com. That's cookshack.com. Love the folks at Cook Shack. Love talking with Fast Eddie a couple weeks ago, too. That's great. Always great to catch up with Fast Eddie talking about that barbecue hall of fame all right uh ray lampy speaking of the barbecue hall of fame coming up here in just a few minutes you are listening and watching the barbecue central show stick around we'll be right back Live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampy. All right, welcome back. This segment being brought to you by the Sam's Club National Barbecue Tour. 31 cities, 500000 in cash. Eternal bragging rights if you win the whole damn thing. This weekend, the Sam's Club Tour rolling into Laurel, Maryland, a local qualifying event. To keep up with the Sam's Tour results, see where the next event will be. You can visit the website kcbs.us 
slash samstour. Once again, kcbs.us slash samstour. If you can believe it, we're almost through Sam's Club Series. Wow. A few months left. All right. Stand by for this. you got questions about barbecue or grilling, maybe as a hobby or even a business, looking to get an expert's point of view, why not Ask Dr. Barbecue? You can submit your questions by clicking on the Ask Dr. Barbecue tab on the website. The doctor is in. Here's Ray Lampy with his nurse, Greg Rempe. Dr. Barbecue. That's right. Dr. Barbecue in the house, as always. The first Tuesday. All right, Ray, so... Far be it for me to sniff out sarcasm when I read it in a chat room, but are you really on board with Soul Kicks for Barbecue Central, or are you really trying to jump ship as quickly as possible for the Hindenburg of shoes? Now, I actually have some experience in this department. Do you really? You All right. I'll show you something. I will take these, any advice from a Barbecue Hall of Famer. These come straight from Vans. See what's on those? Yeah. Burgers! Burgers. Nice. Uh, did you come up with that logo? Now these, I want you to see. <laughs> these are hand painted. Oh, really? Did you do that when you had some free time? <laughs> no, these cost an arm and a leg. I, I bought them from a lady, but a lot of the money went to charity. So I actually have some experience. Down here in Florida, we wear Vans all the time. We, on the other hand, prefer them to look nice, like you know, attractive things that people would like to see. I don't know what you're getting at, so I guess we agree I, that my shoes are also attractive. Okay. Well. I, I just think you, your brand needs to mature a little more before those are going to be a big hit. All right. Well, uh, I suppose I can't argue with that for sure. So, uh, But, you know, look, my buddy's in the company, and I was like, I'm always interested in new technology. And I have a suggestion for you and him. Go ahead. Jump on. Just quickly. some kind of tasteful flame shoe does not exist. I would buy a pair of those. Yeah, but it, that doesn't. That doesn't do me any good. Oh, <laughs> good point. Yeah. I mean, it's got somehow maybe flames and they come up with barbecue scent. I don't know. Who knows? We're, like you said, a good idea, probably poor execution, or the other way around. I don't know. So it's a little early in, in your branding. Right. Very early. We're still infancy. We're just starting to walk here. So uh, we'll see what happens in the next year or two. Ray Lampy joining me as he does every Tuesday, first Tuesday of the month. Uh, so, Ray, let me ask you, a month removed from the huge unveiling of the restaurant partnership, any new progressions in the last three and a half, four weeks, or are we pretty much still where we were at, you know, last month? I actually haven't talked to the partners in a few days. I was in Hawaii feeding a bunch of military folks. I No, I think we're, we're still, we had a an offer on a property. I don't know what happened. It's just, yeah, it's just going to take forever, you know. But that's why I apologize repeatedly for announcing it so early but it just seemed like the thing to do but oh god yeah it, it you know no not, nothing new happened well i don't know if you had a choice uh, on this show not to mention it after it had, had already run in the local paper and it, it was getting picked up and google barbecue news was spitting it out and i was doing uh news portions of uh of that on the pitcast for meathead so I, I don't i think it was kind of unavoidable right oh yeah no i mean in general announcing it um uh, we we gave it to the local TV, the local restaurant critic here in town, who's a friend of both of ours, just because it was time. So yeah, once that was out, we're happy to talk about it. There's just nothing new at this point. We got to get a building nailed down. Once we get a building nailed down, it'll happen fast. Two of my favorite things are helping military or, or volunteering to do something to give back to military in Hawaii, which I've never been. So uh, talk to me, like how did that event come up, and, and what did you do? 
Yeah, the guy's the mess lords. It all starts with Guy Fieri, actually. Guy was doing a little tour going around to kitchens and cooking with the people and cooking for them called America's Chefs. And Guy just couldn't keep that up. You know, he just couldn't do it. So a bunch of the guys from, uh, he still does some stuff like that, but not as much as these guys. A bunch of guys that were on Diners, Drivings, and Dives in the early days. Stretch from uh, from Grinders there in Kansas City and Gorilla, who's got Gorilla Barbecue out in Pacifica and, and Panini Pete down in Mobile are the three of them. And John Conley from Flagstaff. Those guys have been doing it for a few years now. Call themselves the Mess Lords and they basically go kind of with no fanfare and go and hang out with these people. So we, we did, this was why, it's my first time running with them. I wanted to give it a try, but I want to do something a little more civilized. These guys have been all over the world, I mean, to not very comfortable conditions. I wanted to give it a little test run, but Honolulu, with a nice hotel, was more my style. But but it was so cool, man. We just basically go in the kitchen, we gave them a menu ahead of time, and we're going to cook a special meal for them with their, their help. You know, it was me and John Conley, and, and we used all the, the, the Navy guys in one kitchen and the Air Force guys in another kitchen, and girls, and uh, it was such a good time. I mean, they just appreciated it so much, and just, uh, just to go do what I do every day anyway, and, and be able to somehow be appreciated for it was such a cool thing to go do. Um, the real takeaway for me was how young these people are, man. These are the people out there protecting us, and my God, some of them are 19 years old. They're kids. Have you been to Hawaii before? I have, actually. In 1977, me and my buddy won the Super Bowl pool. We were 20 years old, and we, we win the Super Bowl pool at the bar for like $4,000, and we didn't know what else to do, so we just said, let's go to Hawaii, which Chicago is January. Like a month later, we were in Hawaii for a week. Uh, but that was the last time. I didn't remember any of it. All right. So, you know, 39 years later, you get back uh, a little bit more worldly and uh, palatable, if you will, pardon the pun. How do you find, like, that area and the culture, food differences? Is it is it more or less the same as it is here in the mainland, or are there really distinct differences that you just can't overlook? Yeah, it was very different, I think. Uh uh, sadly, Honolulu, Waikiki, it, it's like Miami. It's just a bunch of it's concrete jungle, you know. Uh, but we got out. We were able to get out and go to an estate off the off the site that was really very cool place. A guy, guy from I don't know. I still don't quite understand this guy, but he appears to have some cash, so he has this place, this beautiful resort, and he's got uh, a, like organic farm on it, a bunch of grilling equipment, and his friend came over with a freshly shot deer from Molokai and and some fresh seafood, and a Japanese guy showed up with some beautiful Wagyu, like like the best there is, um, and he called it a think tank for chefs. So we went as guests, but we had to cook and help out and pick some vegetables and stuff. It was actually really a cool thing to do. So we did get out of there a little bit. The culture, yeah, the culture, to me, it's it's very much influenced by Japanese, um, which is cool, you know. But on the other hand, we met with Sam Choi. I don't know if you know who Sam is. He's a pretty famous chef over there. He's an old friend of mine. So we, he was on Chopped with me years ago. And we went to a Korean restaurant with him. But so a lot of a lot of serious Asian influences. Not not in a um, like here the Asian restaurants are kind of a, a theme thing. Down there it's pretty it's pretty you know much what the cuisine is. But actually the girl that was carrying us around brought us some Hawaiian food too, and it was very Chinese influenced. One thing my favorite thing was a fried rice omelet. So some really good fried rice in an omelet. It was really good. Why didn't I think of that? 
Uh, Ray, let me ask you. We're talking with Ray Lampy, the uh, monthly Ask Doctor Barbecue segment, the first Tuesday of each month. When you are at a think tank or when you are doing the shoots, like you did with Myron for that uh, Cabo thick cut situation, and, and you're up there cooking for everybody, or you're at this think tank and you have all this great stuff, but you have to to cook. Do you feel pressure that you have to like? Can there ever be any screw ups for for Ray Lampy because of the brand that you've built and you know, the, the things that you've won over the course of time, or is there leeway for a, a screw-up here or there? Oh, the pressure's on for sure, man. There's no doubt about it. Um, if you think about it too much, it'll get you. You know, I mean, I've cooked these things so many times. that And, and pay attention. Like, if you saw that, uh, I did a really cool Facebook Live video with the guy. We had this giant walk over a wood fire, yep. and he had this fresh venison and he was like, don't hardly cook it. He said, the stuff's like sushi. Don't hardly cook it at all. So I made sure the wok was blazing hot, basically got it seared and took it off. And it was pretty much raw on the inside. But that's how he wanted it. Now, I would have tended to cook it a little bit more. Uh, but he, he was, that's how he wanted it. So pay attention. You hope your instincts and your experience will carry you. But yeah, man, you know, I, I'm on Facebook Live cooking this venison. If I screw it up, that's not good. And the same thing with the Cabo thing. You know, I couldn't, if I'd have overcooked them steaks, those steaks are actually a little bit under if you look at the video. But if I'd have overcooked them, I'd have been embarrassed, man. Or the worst thing you can do is cut yourself. I got a badass sharp knife. I'm there chopping on camera. You got to be so careful not to cut yourself. Coming up here, I believe it's next month or uh, September, you're going to be making your way up to the Buckeye State. Uh, I am. To a place called Hartville, Ohio, which, uh, by the way, Hartville Hardware is the place you're going to be going. Hartvillehardware.com is the website. It's a, it's a huge place right next to a regionally famous Hartville kitchen, which you've probably never heard of. What are you going to be doing there? Uh, just cooking on a big green egg. It's a, They're having a, their big festival, grilling festival. It's a big hardware store kind of place, I think. Oh, yeah. And uh, so they're going to have, I, I think there's going to be other people there from some other grill companies. They called and asked if I was available. Emily Ellen, you know Emily Ellen that... The Platinum Blonde girl that was on the Food Network, yeah. she shows up a lot of places. Yep. She's my friend from Orlando, and she's going up there, and she's the one that told me about it. And I said, well, tell them to call me. You know, It's a big green egg thing if I'm available, and I am. So I'll, be, I'll basically be there to cook on the big green egg the whole weekend. Um, I can't wait. It looks like a fun time. I was and gonna you're s- going to come and hang out with me. Of right? course I am, and, and that only adds to the majesty of you coming to Ohio. But let me ask you, I mean, you say you're excited, and I guess that kind of dovetails into the next question. You know, you could hear places like New York City or Chicago or Kansas City or pretty much anywhere besides Hartville, Ohio, which probably isn't on like 99% of American cities to hit before you croak list. Uh, do you do you see that and you're like, eh, Hartville? Or are you like, hey, Hartville, New York City, boondocks, New York, whatever, doesn't matter. Uh, I'm just down to go wherever so I can cook because that's what I do. Yeah, I want to go where I haven't been before. So, yeah, Hartville, Ohio sounds good to me. Um, I, I There was a guy, an old radio DJ in Chicago, Larry Lujak. He was very, a very big-time guy in the in the 70s. He was like the rock and roll guy. And he used to say, why would I go to Europe when I haven't seen all of Idaho yet? And I, and I kind of feel that like that. I mean, I, I love Ohio. I, I have uh, here a long history going to uh, the Hocking Valley for the barbecue cook-off way back in the day. I have plaques in my office. Wow from going there when ohio there was no cook-offs except in that little corner down there yep. so i yeah i love ohio i'm happy to go there and, and i like going different places and uh, as you'd said there is a distinct possibility that after you do all the work stuff that 
you and I will be taking in Mabel's Barbecue, which is Iron Chef Michael Simon's uh, new barbecue effort on East 4th Street. I mean, could there be anything more exciting than a barbecue Hall of Famer and a nobody on the internet getting together and eating potentially what could be some of the best barbecue Cleveland now has to offer? Maybe you'll finally get to meet Michael Simon. I think we know that's not going to happen, right? I'll see if I can make it happen. Greg. I'll do my best. <laughs> no, I view it as kind of like when uh, when Trump is going to go over to Russia, Putin will be there to greet him. You know, that's what that's what important people do when someone comes to your neighborhood. You you are there to welcome them. So if I come to Ohio, who else would I expect to hang out with? <laughs> exactly. So. When we take in the majesty of Mabel's Barbecue, will we be eating in a discerning way, in a judgmental way, because that's just the nature of our beings, or is the food secondary and the company primary? It's hard to eat a normal meal. You know, this. if you're a barbecue freak, you can't just eat it. There's no such thing as just eating a sandwich. So while the company will be overwhelming to me, I think I'll still be focused on the food and, and you know, in a, in a really negative way, judging Michael Simon. Ray Lampy joining me here on the show for the Ask Dr. Barbecue segment. DRBBQ.com, his website, if you have a question that you would like us to uh, bally around in an upcoming show, AskDRBBQ.com is the place you want to go instead. So uh, we've talked from time to time about the new Big Green Egg book that you have coming out. Uh, where is that in its uh, stages, and you know, what can you I'll tell us? I'll be right us? back. Don't turn me off. There he is. I've offended Ray. He's gone, ladies and gentlemen. He's left the building. This is where lawyers said he's not allowed to. Oh, wait. He's back. Okay. What do we have? I brought a lot of props tonight, Greg. I know. <laughs> look at this. Hey, look at that. You want to see? Where do you see the band? Wow. There I am, baby. Look out! There's some other nice pictures in here. I'll just show you. This has never been seen yet. Wow. I have two copies. They are sent you, me two copies. Are uh, you allowed to show it? Huh? Are you allowed to show it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm really not. Nobody's that worried about it. It's your book. <laughs> show it whoever you want. It's your book, right? <laughs> yeah. You took the time. I'll show you something else random. Let's just find something. Oh, look at some tacos. Look at them babies. So these are, these are great pictures on top of you know rest, tacos. right? I mean, when you're putting a book together, it seems like anymore you could have really great recipes, but if people can't see a potentially finished product in picture form, like the book might be doomed, right? Hang on. Uh, yes, <laughs> I want you to see Pinky too. Oh. I have all kinds of props. What? Holy <laughs> lord! It looks like you shaved your beard off and made it into a dog. What the, the hell is that? Like me, I know. Like wow, dog. that's like Doctor Barbecue the dog. So, what was the question about the book about showing it off? Yeah, I mean, you know, you don't want to. You want to tease it. What you don't want to do is shoot your wad before the book's available. There's Pinky. Wow. Look, so, what kind of dog is that? Uh, she's a albino half poodle, half Shih Tzu. We got her from a rescue. So it's a shootle. Yeah, I guess so. Or, yeah. a, or a pushy. She's albino though. See, she got a pink nose. And she got. She yeah. actually has to wear sunglasses to go outside. Really? Look up here. Wow. There she is. Well, that dog's dynamite. Way way cooler than my cats. She's a very good girl. No doubt. All right. So uh, that's the book. Latest update. So when is the release again? Um, October fourth. Oh, okay. So I don't know if we. It'll be a little early for the thing in Ohio, but it's possible they'll release it. Because Big Green Egg, you know, we want to really have it for Eggtoberfest. That's the plan to release it, which is October 
11th, I think, something like that. They just went, they just started selling tickets. So, but it'll probably leak out a little before that. It, it, do you do like uh, Amazon pre sale and, and all that other stuff, or is it just like strictly a, a big green egg push? No, it's doing real well on Amazon already, actually. It's not coming out until October 4th. Uh, it's the number one uh, new new release it's not even released yet so yeah it's off to a real good start hey you know that only means so much but it's better than not having a good start yeah always a, always good to have a good start instead of a bad start right out of the shoot so yeah this girl angie moser photographer from atlanta shot it it was amazing when you look at the pictures she shot it with almost no artificial light which is really amazing to me i was there for the whole shoot i was amazed at what she did and the pictures show it they're very natural all right so we're looking forward to the book coming out uh early october potentially maybe sooner uh, lastly, before I let you go, uh, Wednesday is the last episode of Smoked, correct? Yes. All right, and you you are in this one too. Yeah, I mean, I was in the last three. It was seven, eight, and nine. They were gonna somehow it was gonna be six, eight, and nine, but they moved them around. And these are the last three we shot, and they're they're showing them last. All right. So, can you give us any type of a of a lead up to what we're gonna be witnessing on Wednesday? Yeah, this is the one there. They've been all excited about. It's Famous Dave versus Sonny's. Sonny's Barbecue, a big chain down here, 150 stores or something like that, versus Famous Dave. And Dave's there cooking, and the guy that was the COO of Sonny's, Brandon, is cooking for them. So it's pretty cool. It was, you know, and, and you know, there's going to be some good, uh, some good money raising and giving away going on and, and just nice folks all around. So, yeah, it should be a good one. When you've had a a run of competition cooks do smoked and then you have two restaurants or known to be restaurants going at it are you expecting a much different flavor and end product because you know traditionally speaking competition guys are doing it one way and and restaurants are doing it a different way yeah i definitely expected that and got it uh i was afraid that they might have seen guys like that in the past do their homework on the internet and then show up and try to do the same thing that all the competition guys do. And, and for me as a judge, that wasn't, this is not a KCBS contest. I didn't want to see that. If you saw last week's episode, that Phil guy was really good about that. He did some different things. At the end, he got beat, but he, uh, he did some different things, and I really appreciated it. Uh, you know, To me, one of the downfalls of the show over the years, as a viewer, this is the first time I've been on it, was guys all do the same damn thing. You know, It's just no, no differentiating. I often wondered that, you know, especially in, in a barbecue pitmaster's theme, when three of the judges are, you know, well-steeped in competition barbecue, both present day and as you roll back into the histories of, of winning and seeing it evolve, that the competition cooks, if you had a competition cook against a restaurant guy going head-to-head, that the competition guy might have the advantage uh, maybe subconsciously because he knows what those guys up front, or, or let me retract that, the judges kind of have that competition mindset so they might be looking for something more competition oriented that the uh, that the restaurant guys just don't have uh, the experience with and probably aren't going to be offering that product so they might be at a disadvantage yeah i mean going back to the early days <coughs> excuse me it wasn't all competition guys and we weren't all clones of each other um one of the, i always felt i had an advantage against anybody because i was i did understand that it was a one bite contest always just because there was a whole rib there it wasn't about cooking a slab of ribs it was about somehow getting the guy to bite that one bite uh make it a little salty make it a little sweet uh the mentality of only putting the best things on the plate so a lot of that kind of stuff i don't know about the the taste i i I think we're sitting there i know for myself anyway and i and myron i'm pretty sure and i probably mo as well 
we're looking for the best food. And if it showed up, so I've eaten a lot of barbecue in a lot of places that weren't a KCBS tent. And so I could appreciate different things. And, and so, no, I don't, I don't necessarily call it an advantage. I think it's more of that competition mentality, understanding that the timing really is important and trying to make it look good. And like I said, making sure that you turn in that sweet spot only. Don't turn in the whole half a slab of ribs. And the guy, I might bite the corner one that wasn't very tender. Uh, the, the competition guy would know better than that. Ray Lampy joins us here each and every first Tuesday of the month. Again, the website, drbbq.com, and askdrbbq.com if you have a question you'd like to submit for a future show. And don't forget to go check out the new book, uh, Ray Lampy, that is uh, in conjunction with Big Green Egg. Ray, always appreciate the time, and we will talk to you again next month. Thanks, Ray. I'll see you soon. All right. There he is, Ray Lampy. That dude is so excited to be uh, hanging out with me, no doubt. Ray, heads up. It's going to be a real big disappointment when you meet me in person, I swear to God. Sorry. I'm warning you now, it's going to be a big disappointment, but I'm going to try my best. All right, folks, let me talk to you quickly about Big Papa Smokers, the one-stop online shop for anyone interested in barbecue, featuring a comprehensive selection of American-made grills, spices, sauces, accessories, even a kit that gives you everything you need to make a world-class smoker out of a 55-gallon drum. Big Papa Smokers has made a name for itself in winning a line of championship rubs. The rubs have won almost every major barbecue competition. BPS also banded together with fellow California-based rub company called Simply Marvelous Barbecue to form what has now become known as the West Coast Offense. Defying conventional wisdom, these two California-based rub makers have cornered the market on competitive barbecue and begun to redefine the flavor profiles from across the country that cooks have begun to aim for. They've also created two unique competitions, King of the Smoker, which brings the best of the best in barbecue, and a head-to-head, back-to-basics competition. King of the Smoker, unique in the contestants, may not use any electric devices, such as pellet cookers or automatic pit temperature control devices. Contestants are just allowed to use charcoal, wood, and their wits to win one of the most high-stake barbecue competitions around. The other competition is... The Guinea Pig, which is also a cost-controlled competition that helps bring newcomers and competitive barbecuers together. It also features prize distribution all the way down to 10th place in each category, which helps provide incentives to get new competitors in the world of barbecue and to get those savvy vets in there as well. On top of all that, Big Papa's has created a unique brand ambassador program called the BPS Elite Team, featuring 15 of the best competition teams in the country, working together to promote camaraderie, competition, barbecue, and to benefit children's charities across the U.S. Aside from the competition rub stuff, they also have been picked up by a nationwide restaurant chain called BJ's Restaurant and Brewhouse. Here's the good news. One being built in Mentor, Ohio, as we speak. Four of the nine rubs that BPS has to offer is on BJ's Restaurant and Brewhouse permanent menu. You know they're going to go great in your cabinet or spice rack, whatever you call it. You're going to love it. Keep in mind, folks, that Big Papa Smokers has been able to do all of this within only four years of being in business. Sorry, that's six years. Turning the competition barbecue world on its head, creating their own unique competitions, becoming a staple of a nationwide restaurant chain, and benefiting children's charities across the U.S. Just the beginning for Big Papa Smokers. BigPapaSmokers.com. That's BigPapaSmokers.com. 
Chad Ward, are you gonna be are you gonna be in Hartville? Are you gonna be in Hartville? We'll address that and get to some email on the next side. Stick around. Smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back. We might be finding out new things that I didn't even know about here coming up in that Hartville situation. This portion of the Barbecue Central Show being brought to you by Green Mountain Grills, manufacturers of some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. If you're looking for a big cooker to house a lot of food, they got one for you. If you're looking for medium size, they got you covered there, too. Something to take on tailgates, they got you covered. They also can supply you wood pellets as well. Check them out on the line at GreenMountainGrills.com. That's GreenMountainGrills.com. I love my Green Mountain Grill. You could love yours, too. So let me check this out. Whiskey Ben Barbecue, a.k.a. Chad Ward, a.k.a. Global Marketing Ninja for Traeger, also saying that he's going to be doing a Traeger Barbecue 101 shop class the night before and then will be at the Hartville event the next day. What's a Barbecue 101 shop class? Where is that going to be at? Same place? Good Lord. Uh, Ray, Ray saw the Chad's going to be there, and he's like, uh, I can get rid of Rampy now. All right, fine. That's fine. Remember, I don't need anybody to have fun. I'm a party all by myself. Boom. You'll be lucky to have me if I should see fit to join you people. Hartville? Hartville? Oh, man. I'm downtown Cleveland, the land till I die, east side till I die. Come on. All right, uh, we can play winery or rehab if you'd like. All you have to do is dial in 216-220-0966, 216-220-0966. We'll figure out a prize to get you, maybe some sauce, maybe some rub. Maybe I'll give you some sauce and some rub. It doesn't matter. All you have to do is call in. And answer the best of th- how was it? the best of five. If you get three out of five, that's what I want to say. I'm going to give you a name, such as Clearwater Canyon. You'll tell me that's a winery or that's a rehab. If you can get three of five correct, you win a prize. Just that easy. Two one six two two zero zero nine six six. Greg at TheBBQCentralShow.com. John Dawson weighing in. Ramps, I feel another of your infamous Johnny Trigg episodes happening in your backyard. No! So good. So if, if you don't recall the story, and typically I'm not the guy that likes to re-storytell a particularly embarrassing situation. But this one is by far and away one of the coolest that's ever happened because it got to 
it got to. Nice English. It was seen, experienced, and otherwise lived with my barbecue blogging pals, John Dawson, Clinton Cantwell from Smoking to Eye, Robin Lindars from Grill Girl, uh, Rich from Shilling with Rich. So good. So Kingsford had put on, which I believe was their second year or was maybe their third year of Kingsford University, which they've subsequently thrown out the window for whatever reason. But they flew us out to St. Louis, Missouri, put us up in the Four Seasons right downtown St. Louis. There was a great casino underneath that particular hotel, which I'm not even going to talk about that story. So we had a great night of uh, dinner there and drinks and uh, tomfoolery shenanigans, getting to know everybody. A lot of people I was meeting for the first time that I had known for years on the internet uh, via the show. And then they stuck us in a bus and drove us all the way out to Bell, Missouri, which is one of Kingsford's manufacturing plants. So we got to go through the whole Kingsford manufacturing tour, which in itself was very cool, uh, very unique to see. The, the downside is, okay, wait, so that was one part of it. And then, like, across the street amongst the cows, they had the Kingsford Invitational, the inaugural Kingsford Invitational cook-off that had Memphis and May winner and American Royal winners and Great Lenexa Barbecue Battle winners and, you know, all these winners of these great designated contests were invited to go and it was winner takes all 50 g's which is still a great concept to me show up everybody has a chance to win one singular prize of 50 grand and if you don't win tough nuggets and if you do win f you i'm walking away with 50 g's johnny trigg smoking triggers part of that group I don't know how. I don't know what he won that year, to be honest. And I'll cut. I'll come off bitter, but I'm. I'm not going to go any farther. I just don't know what he won that year. Maybe it was uh, a TV episode of something or other. I don't know. But he's there. I, he's been on the show before. So this was my opportunity to see him in person, introduce myself, like I was doing to a lot of these people who've never met me in person, and, and get a little FaceTime with the Godfather. So I was. Biding my time, didn't want to, you know, rush in. There was a lot of contest stuff going around, and nobody's more sensitive to times and, and all this other stuff than me. I don't want to be a shoehorn. I don't want to be a crowbar. I don't want to be that guy at a contest. So I thought I had picked a spot that he was done turning in. There wasn't anything that he needed to go prepare to go turn back in. He was walking across the pastures, pushing a few cows out of the way. And here's my time. And John Dawson was sitting right next to me along with Chris Grove, uh, Chris Grove from Nibble Me This. And I jump up off the hay bale and I'm like, hey, Johnny, it's me, Greg Rempe. He looked at me and goes, who? I said, uh, Greg Rempe, uh, you remember me? You did my show? He's like, uh, no. And like he literally pushed me away. Not like we're going to fight, but kind of like he was security and I was a hanger on her and he kind of shoved me off and got back to his situation there the the trailer or whatever it is the diesel pusher and I looked to the left and I looked to the right and I looked behind me John Dawson Chris from nibbled me this 
John Thompson grilling 24-7, Robin Lindars, Clint Cantwell, all falling about the place laughing and laughing. He don't know you. True. Truer words have never been spoken. That's the story to if you ever hear me go, if if somebody ever goes something about Johnny Trigg and I go, Johnny Trigg don't know me. That's where that hole comes from. Because they were all like, he don't know you. How can I argue that? He was on my show. On my show, we had like a 45 to 50 minute interview, two segments with him. I think the show was only an hour long when I had him on. So he got the whole show. We had a great time. We learned a lot about his background and how he got into the whole barbecue situation and all the contests he's won and the Jambo pits and the whole thing. And it wasn't six months later, I'm down there in Missouri and he sits there and talks about how he don't know me. You were on my show. You remember? No. And then and then security securityed me off to the hay bale. To the tune of laughter from my blogging pals. Ten days later, or ten years later, however, how many years was that ago? Five years ago, whatever. Have not lived it down. Every once in a while, I get run up in an email thread about blah, blah, blah. Yeah, well, at least at least uh, Johnny Trigg knows me. Johnny Trigg don't know Rempy. Whiskey Bent Barbecue weighing in. I guarantee that would have never happened if Greg had soulkicks.com on. You're goddamn right. Boom. Truer words have never been spoken, Chadley. All right, let's go ahead and hit the email. JS writing in. Last week's best of show. Watched last week's best of show. Loved it. Just saying. Thank you, JS. Diane Me. Dave's Cab Rant, November 11th, 2011. Are you freaking kidding me? Really? Diane, you really know that? Are you messing with me? How did you find that? Did Google find that for you? Holy moly. You are unbelievable. Oh, boy. Then we got this stuff. I'm not even getting into that. Outrageous. By the way, show programming note going on until further notice. First Tuesday of every month, as you know, Ray Lampy. Uh, where is it? Uh, oh, first Tuesday of every month, Ray Lampy. Second Tuesday of every month, Meathead Goldwyn, AmazingRibs.com. Oh. Third Tuesday of the month, Stephen Reichlin. And new to the game, fourth Tuesday of each month from now on, from AmazingRibs.com, Keeper of the Flame, Max Good. He has committed to me that he will make the effort to show up each and every fourth Tuesday to go over whatever it is he's cooking. Who's more excited about that than me? I love it. Four locked-in guests, four Tuesdays. It's going to be great. Shad Glenn, weighing in. Greg, you're bald. Negative. I cut my hair. See, I got a lot left. I mean, never mind right here. That that quickly retreated like the French army. But all of this, that's just cut off, man. I'm, I'm keeping it. 
I'm keeping it cool for the summer. Like Demi Lovato said, cool for the summer. I think I sounded just like her. All right, so I got to make sure I save this from Diane Me. I cannot erase that. Dave's Cab Rant, November 11th, 2013. I'm sorry, November 11th, 2011. Dave, David, Bosca, are you in this room? Can you believe that rant is five years old? Uh-oh. It was the best rant ever. I still remember him. He was like, and you can't tell what percentage of that Angus. I just remember him saying Angus. I was like, man, all of a sudden he sounds angry. That was five years ago. That'll be five years old in just a few months. It felt like it was literally six months ago or at least two years. A classic. If you've, I'm going, oh, wait, she found it on YouTube. So, Diane, if you're there still, link up that show. Let everybody go after this show's over, by the way, and just experience that take. That will be a lead in the next best of. 216-220-0966. If you want to try your hand at winning a special prize, I'm more than happy to do it. We'll play winery or rehab. I'm loving the fact that Facebook is carrying this show live anymore. A lot of people tagging and sharing and all this other stuff. Very happy about that. Plus, the views are tremendous. I mean, I love the fact that this is, like, how can I tell? Can I tell? Where the views are? Eh, maybe not. Here's the other thing. And I do want to make sure that we are all under similar mindsets here. I've said it before, and I will say it again. Just because, just because. Dave, it was not silly. It was the best. Just because Facebook allows you the opportunity to go live doesn't give you the green light really to go live all the time. Here's my suggestions. If you're going to go live, make sure you're at an event or something that is interesting, not just to you, but to everybody that you think follows you. That's number one. Number two, make sure you sound good. Number three, make sure... You have the ability to stream consistent video. Nothing sucks more than going Facebook Live to somebody who's up in the middle of the mountains and you're buffering every five seconds. Want to lose viewers real quick? Do that shit. Just because you can do Facebook Live doesn't mean you should do Facebook Live. Practice at it. Come up with a gimmick. Come up with a bit. Come up with some value. Don't just see like a a weird grill or a midget at a home store and decide you're going to start going Facebook Lives. Nobody wants to see that. I mean, I want to see the midget. But other than that, if the production is bad, the production is bad. Being able to do something doesn't mean you should be able to do it. This works on Facebook Live because the stream is good. The background's good. The shoes kick ass. I can do Facebook Live because I'm allowed. A lot of you people should rethink. All right, folks, let me talk to you quickly about the pit barrel cooker. 
Pulling the trigger on a new cooker can be a little nerve-wracking sometimes. Temperature control, fire management, what woods to buy. Who needs the hassle? But I strongly suggest the pit barrel cooker. The pit barrel comes in a simple package. It makes cooking simple and fun. And it just might be the most unique, versatile, and easy-to-use cooker on the market today. Imagine a single cooker that will turn out great traditional barbecue meats like the brisket, pork, shoulders, and ribs while also being to ramp up the temperature to do burgers, chicken wings, and hot dogs. The versatility is thanks to the revolutionary design that goes beyond traditional convection. Their hook-and-hang method places the food in the center of the heat, so it's acting like stationary rotisserie, if you will. The result is great tasting, perfectly cooked meat each and every time. In the industry, we call it consistency. Not only is the pit barrel a fabulous cooking vessel, it's an aesthetically sexy devil as well. Built to withstand heat thanks to its porcelain enamel finish, the pit barrel is able to stand up to any type of weather. It's also extremely portable. It can fit in the back of most vans, trucks, and SUVs, so it's ready to go wherever you are. Of course, all barbecue folks are accessory lovers. And the pit barrel doesn't disappoint here either. From unique rubs to the removable ash pan, pit grips, turkey hangers, hinged grill grates, there's a full line of accessories that will really complete your pit barrel cooking experience. Best part, undeniable, $299. The pit barrel comes fully assembled, ready to cook on. And it ships for free right to your door. Unbelievable. Don't take my word for it. The folks at AmazingRibs.com give the pit barrel cooker a top 10 rating in their gold division. That's the highest rating, by the way, not once, not twice, but three years in a row. They've said time and time again, we're running out of good things to say about the simple, affordable smoker. There's nothing else like it on the market today. Close quote. Head on over to PitBarrelCooker.com. That's PitBarrelCooker.com. And see what everybody's talking about. Be sure to check out their full line of high-definition, short how-to videos. Then pick up one or two or five for yourself. And a friend. You'll thank me later. If you have any questions, you can contact them through their website, pitbarrelcooker.com, or call 502-228-1222, 502-228-1222, and yes, they actually talk to you. Find out what great customer service is all about, the Pit Barrel Cooker. I've had a lot of people message me over the last couple weeks saying they've picked one up. It's great. Stick around. We'll be right back. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Welcome back to 16220-0966. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Diane Me making a correction, by the way. November 1st, 2011. What did we say it was before? November 11th? Yeah, November 1st. You got a little one happy there. I understand. Oh, these people. So. Correction made, if you're listening to the show in podcast form after the fact, because I know none of my live visitors would uh, leave during the show. November 1st, 2011. Still five years ago. 
Almost. Dave Bosk, extremely thankful for, you know. The uh, the whole situation. He's very excited. Got to make sure. All right. Uh, we are going to step away here and reload for the second hour. Lots to get to. Jess Pryles coming up. Scott Roberts, I think, is coming up. Yet to give me his review list. Yet to see him on Skype, but we still got 45 minutes or so. One of the other segments that I've done with Dave in the past that I think could make it into a best of show at some point was the uh, horse meat talk. Uh I've brought that up just in casual conversation with people that have nothing to do with barbecue and grilling. Boy, do I get the weirdest looks. I almost think saying eating cat would get less of a jerk back look when I say We should really look into getting horse into consumer meat consumption. They just look at you like you're crazy. Whatever. Dave, we still think that's a good idea, though, right? Getting getting horse. Any updates on the horse meat situation? By the way, certified Angus beef located in Worcester, Ohio, Dave. Just telling you. Just giving you that update. Maybe you probably knew that. They're on your watch list. All right, we're going to step away, come back for the second hour. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central show right here on the Barbecue Central Networks, 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. Stick around. We'll be right back. Hang on. Hi, I'm Johnny Dam, host of the Damage Report radio show. When I'm not falling in love with the First Amendment all over again, I like to sit back, relax, and rub my meat to the Barbecue Central show. And now your host, Greg Rempe. Go, Greg. Yeah, rub that meat. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me! Fine, how you doing? You have a great show of a big fan. Boing. So what, what, what seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the, in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish, what? Eight I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Top men. All right, just like that, we are into the second hour. Hello. Welcome, everybody. You have found the Barbecue Central Show, whether by accident or on purpose. It's a show that talks about the important things of barbecue and grilling and a whole in the industry. We come to you live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. 
It is a city slash region that will be hosting some of the biggest names in barbecue. Little did I know next month. I'm going to hang out with them. What day is that? i got to make sure I'm really available. I'm very busy. Always plotting for the show. Scheming, conniving. I'm going to bring my video recorder, my on-site video recorder. Get some great audio from uh, the Barbecue Hall of Famer, Ray Lampy, Chad Ward, or somebody else that I was reading about that's going to be there as well. John Dawson thinks that we might be hearing the beginnings of a Ask the Butcher segment in the making. I may or may not be open to that. More open than not, that's for sure. Jason King saying that someone's telling him that horse meat is big in Quebec. Crazy French Canadians. Well, I believe that... If I'm not mistaken, it's either both Italy and France. Definitely France is big into horse meat over there in in France. So it would only be like one of those situations where you see the French Canadians taking on what the Canadians would do, right? Makes sense. Most horse meat cuts are probably big. (laughs) Of course. How many hands high is that horse before we butcher it down for its tenderloins? Does a horse have tenderloins? I think we need to have another horse segment, Dave. Study up on the horse meat cuts. We're going we're gonna to come to you here in a couple weeks. Bring me the whole horse. I'll carve off what I want and ride the rest home. hey I think... Never mind. John Dawson on fire tonight. Thanks for joining in, Don. Or John, whatever your name is. Still to come on the show tonight, Jess Pryles in about 11 minutes from now. And maybe Scott Roberts. I probably need to shoot him a note asking him if he's uh, still good tonight. I don't want to be caught off guard for two opens. I knew I was going to have one open segment. Two open segments I didn't plan for. Then we're really playing a game show, right? Anything. Or we're just ending it early. Either one works for me. The Sam's Club National Barbecue Tour rolled into Des Moines, Iowa this past weekend. It was a local qualifier feeding the Madison-Wisconsin Regional Final. Top six teams moving on are, and in specific order, Grand Champ. Porky Butts Barbecue, 689.188. Number two, and might I point out, while not cooking what one would refer to as a crap load of contests, which maybe I'm seeing a trend that the popularity of cooking a crap load of competitions is really starting to tick down. But for the big teams in the past that have done a lot of competitions... Still doing very well, not cooking as many. Because, I mean, let's face it, winning KCBS Team of the Year, an accomplishment of distance and time and money and and all that other stuff, cannot be disputed. In the end, I mean, what's the gain? Nothing. You're not on the Today Show the next day talking about 
how you won KCBS Team of the Year. You're not going to get a book deal. You're not going out to do cooking demonstrations and getting paid for that. KCBS is not putting over KCBS Team of the Year winners. If you're spending that much money within the organization, the organization should start putting the teams over, right? I think. I would I would probably want to know a little bit more about that. How come if I'm spending thousands and thousands of dollars and I win the overall, how come I'm not being marketed? Don't you want to market me? I don't know. Maybe they don't. Well, not maybe. They don't because they're not. So... I think a lot of teams have started to tick down the amount of competitions, limit the expense as much as they can, and there you go. They're still doing very well, cooking where they want to, having some fun. I digress. The team that I was about to mention led me into that rant. Reserve Grand Champion and having a great year, I might add. Lucky's Q, not even a point behind, half a point. Number three, a bona fide team of the year contender as well. Ryan Newstrom, Big T's Q Crew, 686.2632. Number four, True Smoke Barbecue with a 683.4628. Number five, When Pigs Die, 678.8460. And coming in sixth place and moving on in the final spot, Oversize Load Barbecue with a 673.07. Quick math tells you that 16 points separates one from six. So, again, we love to compare gaps here. Well, we don't, but I do. So a half a point between one and two, but about 13 points, 16 points between one and six. So a fairly large gap there. However, congratulations to all six. Moving on to the Madison-Wisconsin Regional Final. The next Sam's Club stop, as I said in the first hour, is coming up this Saturday, August 6th. Laurel, Maryland, good luck to all those competing. A few of the teams highlight to mention Pork Barrel Barbecue. Obviously, that's right in their wheelhouse area. Checkered Pig 500, I believe, is going to be competing there. Three Eyes Barbecue is going to be competing there. So, you know, if I'm looking at the team's list, those are some teams that really jump out as having a really good shot. Looking at their past history and competition experience and successes, being able to score top six to move on to that particular regional final as well. By the way, if you were wondering what the top five looks like in the Kansas City Barbecue Society, sitting atop, look at here. Porky Butts Barbecue, number one KCBS Team of the Year points. In second place for KCBS Team of the Year points, someone who does not care about KCBS Team of the Year or money, just trophies, Darren Worth, Iowa Smokey D's. The current KCBS Team of the Year is now currently in third place, Clark Crew Barbecue. Good friend and sponsor of this show. Also a cook, not only just having a good year, but having a really great season so far. Big Papa Smokers, Sterling Ball. And rounding out the top five. Standing at seven foot eight inches tall and creator of the Gateway Drum Smoker. Tim Shear, Shake and Bake Barbecue. And we're looking at about a 200, eh, a little less than 200 point gap between Porky Butts is 28-15, Tim Shear 26-33, goes down from there. 
Lucky's Q, Booty Q, Four Legs Up Barbecue, Checker Flag 500, Smokeaholics uh, rounding out top 10, just in case you wanted to know. Getting some more horse stuff from Jason King, Canadian. Can I say proud Canadian or just Canadian? I'll go with proud Canadian. Canada slaughtered 66,651 horses in 2014 in five slaughter plants across the country, two of which are in Alberta. Nationally, Quebec is the biggest consumer of horse meat, though you can find it in small pockets throughout the country. Typically in Europe, delis, the vast majority of Canada's horse meat is exported to Europe. Statistics Statistics Canada reports that Canada's total horse meat exports bring in roughly $80 million per year. Comparatively, Canada's beef exports for January to September 2015 alone. Oh, okay, great. I'm going to sound like an idiot. There's no end to that. Here's the lesson learned. Canada's export money on horse meat, $80 million per year. I'm going out to the West Coast. I'm going down to Oviedo, Florida. I'm going to start drumming up the horse meat business. Who's coming with me? Let's go. All right, Jess Pryles coming up out of the break. Speaking of horse meat and certified Angus, let me talk to you about Butcher's Barbecue. Dave Bosca and the folks over there making great products, no doubt about it. Very long-time sponsor of this show, which I certainly appreciate and adore. If you have any thoughts about supporting the show, support the sponsors. Support Dave in particular. He's also uh, found some new barbecue teams to sponsor as well, which I'm sure he's very excited about. So if you're looking for easy ways, tried and true ways to step up the barbecue and grilling game, uh, whether you're a backyard guy like me, whether you're on the competition trail, and look, if you're a backyard guy like me, you've been thinking about injecting or some of these other products that Dave has. Don't think, don't fall into the trap, the mindset that it's only for competition, guys. Certainly the products are doing well in the competition scene. However, they translate seamlessly into the backyard. You're going to find out that your products can be that much better if you just try. Try injecting. You got the pork injection, the beef injection, the prime injection. You got bird boosters. I think a couple different pork injections, actually. The open pit pork injection. Injections can get flavor deep into the meat. They have the technology and the uh, recipe in there to hold juices in, make everything moist, juicy, and a little bit more flavorful. Not over the top. Perhaps you're looking for go-to rubs and sauces. No problem. You got the new rubs, the chipotle rub, the cherry rub, the pecan rub, I'm sorry, pecan rub, and the double, triple secret pitmasters secret blend rub. Also, the standbys, the honey rub, which I absolutely love, 50% of my North Coast offense, and the steak and brisket rub, all great stuff, all ones you want to try. There's not a loser in the bunch. I've tried them all, and I'm not just saying that. I try them all. If it's not good, I won't mention it. Also, the sauce, come on, you know it. If I'm not making my own homemade barbecue sauce, Dave's Sweet Barbecue Sauce works for me each and every time. It is not overly sweet. It's got some nice tang, got a little bit of back-end heat, no liquid smoke. Here's what I suggest. Get a box of six. It's going to go fast. Everybody's going to love it in the house. I'm a house full of women. 
I mean, I'm not a woman, but I'm in a house full of women. They eat Dave's sauce. That sounds weird when I just said that. I swear to God. But they eat his sauce. They love it. Head on over to ButcherBBQ.com. Stock up right now. If you haven't tried grilling oil yet, please, please start trying it now. Shelf stable. Sits right there on the table, on the counter, by the grill. You don't have to refrigerate it. You can use it on everything. You're going to love it. You're going to wonder how you got away with it. ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. We're back with Jess Priles right after this. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all of your pellet-driven cookers. You can visit CookinPellets.com to purchase or a fledgling little website, up and coming, if you will, Amazon.com. Ever heard of it? You can get Cooking Pellets there as well. Download the Cooking Pellets app at CookinPellets.com. And they will alert you when you have great shipping stuff ready to happen. Whether through Cooking Pellets, whether through Amazon, doesn't matter. Not going to void any warranties either, so don't worry about that for crying out loud. Cookinpellets.com. That's Cookinpellets.com. All right, my first guest in the second hour is a writer, a cook, TV show host, professional hardcore carnivore. She also has a penchant for barbecue and bourbon. Let's race to the hotline. And welcome back, new friend of the show, Jess Priles. Jess, how are you? Hello. Good evening. Uh, you have a penchant for barbecue and bourbon. Yeah, I like to think so. So did you come up with the word penchant all by yourself, or did you have like a, a thesaurus handy? Because that's one of my favorite words, and I never hear it used. I did come up with it myself. I wasn't, you know, very good at maths in school, but I did excel in English. So I'm lucky to have a, a vocab that I can pull from from time to time that makes me seem smart. Well, there's nothing, <laughs> uh, there's nothing better than having a wide-sweeping command of the English vernacular, which uh, most folks don't, by the way, and it's like our English language is native to us, but whatever. I mean, who cares about that? So lots of different places we're going to go tonight, but let's start here. So rarely do I okay. watch TV. But a few weeks mm -hmm. back, uh, I'm catching the, some of the Today Show, which is my favorite morning show because of Matt Lauer. And I went to the same college and graduated the same year. So shout out to the oldest university yeah. in Ohio, not Ohio State, but the Ohio University Bobcats, located in Athens, Ohio, founded in 1804. Thank you very much. And lo and behold, Savannah Guthrie introduces you as her outdoor grilling pal for the segment. So... Let's talk all about it because I love the inner workings of everything that has to do with television and all that stuff. First things first, how do you get the opportunity to go on the Today Show? That's great. Uh, thank you. Yeah, it was super fun. Um, it was actually I got uh, it was actually something where I got pitched um, with a, a client that I'd done some work with, and they wrote back to them and said, "No, we can't have anyone on that's representing any kind of brand, but we." But we really like her, and we want her on independently. And so they got in contact with me and organized it, and that was that. So you, 
So were you being represented by somebody, or were you were you no, like in business? No, I was working with, um, and I still am with Big Red Soda, um, in, which is like you know the, oh, yeah. the unofficial soda of Texas barbecue. And so, as part of um, having a summer ambassadorship with them, that's how it all came about. Like their their PR was trying to get it, and um, as I said, yeah, it, uh, it it came about that way. And so they were like, yeah, no, it, not, not not with you guys. No, no offense, it's just a you know commercial thing, but um, yeah, that's how it happened. And uh, got the producer actually reached out to me directly, um, which is pretty rare for them to you know try to seek out your address and make that all happen. And then you know within a couple of weeks, Sarah was in New York on in the plaza at Thirty Rock making it happen. <laughs> so, are, do you pay your way to get out there and for the stay and stuff, or do they cover you for all that stuff? You have to pay your way to get out there. I mean, generally, it's the same thing. You know, like, you, you look at this as a business expense. So um, if you are working with someone, which, again, is tricky because you can't really make it happen, they'll, they'll usually try and cover it for you just as if you're a journalist. You know, your, your uh, paper would cover it or what have you. But when you're an independent contractor, you make it work. But um, when the Today Show asks you if you would like to be on the Today Show, you just say yes and do what you need to do. So what do you go through planning stages-wise to cook? Do you immediately have an idea that you want to bring to the table? Are you sorting through all the recipes that you've done? How are you coming up with the menu you're going to present to uh, you know millions of Americans? You don't get that much of a... Uh, you, you do get... I mean, they were my recipes, but everything is worked out. I mean, we had rehearsal the night before and still ran out of time, which is ridiculous, because they wanted to kind of cram two recipes into the time slot. Um but basically, you submit your recipes to the producer. They kind of tell you the sort of thing that they want to do, and I knew that it was going to be an outdoor segment. So I suggested um, the PB&J wings and basically like a, a reverse sear on a steak. And we went back and forth and back and forth, and they write it down like on paper, including like interesting tips and cutaways so that you have to hit your mark, and then the graphic's going to come up and say you know, don't don't pepper your steak because it's going to burn at the end. They're like, ooh, we like that tip. We're going to make a graphic for it kind of thing. So um, everything is very, very worked out in terms of like having – and that's what makes it complicated because if you're not – it's not completely rehearsed, like the lines aren't written. It's just marks you have to hit. And so that can kind of sometimes trip you up. Because you're, you're trying to be really natural and just talk to Savannah because I met her, you know, 30 seconds before we went on air. But um, at the same time, you know that there are these expectations of certain things you have to say. Is peanut butter and jelly wings uh, risky to a certain degree when you're trying to appeal to the, to the broadness? Or, or do they really like the fact that it's, uh, you know, out-of-the-box situation? I, I actually submitted that one to them because I thought that they would be really into it and they immediately were because it sounds you know it's super american but it's very unusual but it it is in essence also not a gimmick like each of the different elements work for different reasons but yeah as soon as i said that to them they were like yeah great so it worked just Pryles joining us here on the show. The website JustPryles.com. Uh, also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Just Pryles. Uh, so uh, we appreciate these similar handles amongst platforms, which we'll talk to here in a second. So when you uh, arrive, you talked about how you kind of did a run through the night before. Are you just going through that with like uh, the PR guys or, or the producers and stuff, trying to 
to get a feel for it, or like how long does that take? Yeah, you, so you're assigned a producer when you start working on this. They're the ones you email back and forth with. Um, and then there's a food styling team that, that you also CC'd on the email, you know, to tell them exactly what you'll need and how the recipe works. And, they, you know, any questions that they may have, they ask you in advance. So when you show up to rehearsal, it's your producer and the food styling team that have set up the table so you can kind of do the walkthrough. I mean, there's no food there, but all the yeah. bowls are down. So it's like, point at this bowl. Now here's the beauty shot. Now look at this. Now do that. So I've had some experience um, had some experience with live TV and I've had some, some experience with TV in general, um, but nothing on that scale. So I purposely didn't look up what the audience was until after the uh, <laughs> after it was done. Um, but yeah, it was, I think uh, previous stuff that I'd done had served me well. How much time do you get in the segment? Four minutes. Wow. That's like no time, right? It really is because they're chatting about, you know, they want to introduce you and then chat about this and have a laugh and what, you know, what, what does Carson think it tastes like? And so it goes super quickly. And I remember like being halfway through the first year and I said to her, you know, I, I hear Savannah say, okay, so we're out of time. And I kind of just felt like I just vomited out the rest of the lines, like, then you put it back on the grill and bleh. And I thought, oh, God. And then I, when I saw it back later, I'm like, oh, I kind of held that together and made it make sense. Okay. So Calm under pressure. You, but it's nerve-wracking. You, you do the rehearsal the night before. So, like, prior to even getting there over those first few weeks, are you doing, like, your own Today Show rehearsals at home? Or are you just trying no. to, to kind of get your mind set and, and that's all you're really worried about? Um, I'm not. I wasn't worried. I was actually not thinking about it. Like I said, I've been fortunate enough to have done um, TV work prior and I know that, um, you know, when the, when the red light goes on the camera, I don't usually get nervous. So um, the best thing that I could have done, which, is, you know, works for me, was just put it out of my mind completely. I didn't really tell anyone that I was even going to do it until I checked into New York on, you know, social media the, not the day before. It was like, hey, you might want to watch uh, Today Show tomorrow. Um, and just not thinking about it allowed me to just flow through it very naturally uh, on the moment because otherwise I think you come off as kind of weird and overly rehearsed and um, artificial you can be. Jeff, Jess Pryles joining me here on the show. So aside from her just saying, okay, we're running out of time, were, were there any other like uh, outwards or safe words that you had to be queued up for to kind of realize where you guys were in the segment? Do you have some guy waving behind you with cue cars or how does that work? Not at all. I mean, that's Savannah's job. That's the host's job. And, and they, you know, they are wildly professional at what they do. So she's keeping an eye on time. She's kind of um, moving things in the direction. And, you know, I, I kind of, it wasn't that uh, difficult because I just sort of went through it and, and was, uh, I know the cadence of these things, you know, from having done them. So I know what they want. So we're, so if I, for example, was stalling or she, her job would be to say, okay, so what's next kind of thing, you know? So she's the one who has the responsibility to move you through the whole thing. Um, but at the same time, you want to represent yourself as looking comfortable and having good synergy. So it's to your benefit to just be comfortable and, and nearly take the lead on it too. So after it's all said and done, what kind of feedback, if any, do you get from the Today Show staff? Um, I mean, I they were they gave me really positive feedback at the end of it. You know, they producers all were super happy with the job, and everyone was really polite. But I mean, they have a rest of our show to produce, so 
it's sort of like, thank you so much. Here's your mug. Let's take a photo. Thank you. Here's your limo driver. This is where he'll be. Blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I sent a thank you email and that's that. And, um, you know, I, you hope that it's going to happen again in the future and all signs look good. But obviously they don't repeat guests very frequently um, unless you're super, super, super megastar. And even then they don't repeat them too frequently. But everyone was super kind and the response I got from, um, you know, my audience and friends and family who had watched it was very positive. So it was a good thing. All right, it was so a let really me, fun thing to let, do. Let me ask the hardest question. Evaluate yourself yes. on a scale of, of 1 to 10, or maybe not even that. Just tell me how you think you did as you as you watch it back, and, and did you hit everything that you wanted to, and, and were there some things that you were like, oh, I, I wish I would have been able to do this instead of that? Uh when I, as soon as I finished in the moment, I thought I'd done about a five out of ten, and then when I watched it back, I thought I was about an eight out of ten. So yeah, we uh, I, I was pretty happy with it uh, at the end. Is uh, Carson Daly pretty dreamy, or is that overrated? You know, Carson's not really my type, so I can't comment on that. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's, I didn't, I don't actually even think, I think I maybe shook his hand and then he had more interaction with my food than he did me, so. So he liked your food? He did. That's what the, I got a lot of comments like, oh my God, Carson really liked your food just based on, I guess, the stuff he was saying on camera. So that was fun. Yeah. I mean, better to, better to like your food than have him walk away with like 90% of it left on the plate. No doubt about it. Uh, we're talking. Yeah, with, well, let's just say I, I I didn't see. I just have to say I didn't see anyone spit it out like as soon as the camera stopped rolling. So that was positive too. Absolutely, <laughs> uh, take the positives where you can get them. Jess Pryles joining me here on the show. So let's transition a little bit um, because we we don't know if you're going to be on the Today Show or you, you can't promote anything uh, at this point because we don't know if you're going to be back on yet. But all signs uh, are pointing to a positive outcome, perhaps down the road. Let's talk about. I hope so. All right, yeah. so let's talk about social media. And I wanted to get to this last time you were on the show, but we ran out of time. Uh, so I wanted to save some time to kind of hit it a little bit because I think you know my demographic or, or my audience uh, is all over the place. I think we have some young people. Uh, you know, I'm 42. I know we have some people that are a, a little younger than me. But I think barbecue is kind of in that mid 30s and up range as a whole. But then you have you know 50s and 60s and maybe even a little bit older, kind of in that you know comfortable income situation. And, uh, you know, with the older crowd, the social media might be something new or they just don't really have a game plan on how to attack it, especially if we're looking at branding. And, you know, I guess that's kind of where your expertise comes in. So I guess specifically about growing a presence online, what do you feel the right ways to do that are and what do you feel the wrong ways to do that are? I think that there's a couple of different divisions. So... I mean, obviously, the right way is, is it inherently is anything that's going to work for you. But beyond that, there are things in terms of, you know, really looking into branding and, um, I guess, you know, business models uh, and what you're willing to do and what you're willing to trade off. Um, and a lot of people don't know, which is coming more present as they're sort of starting to crack down, that the FTC actually has guidelines on what you um, on how you should disclose on social media, too. Um, so, I mean, one of the things, for example, I, I can't necessarily speak to what's right or wrong. I can only tell you what I'm comfortable with and what I think works for me and what I feel is right for me, which is um, 
there are, you know, many, many accounts on there that repost other people's pictures. And I have to say, as a disclaimer, you know, I have a, a rub hardcore carnivore, and all I do on that um, account is repost pictures, but they're only from people who have tagged the rub and using the product. Sure. So I do think that there's, you know, if, if, if um, you know, if there's a product or, you know, like a meat product and they're just reposting photos of people who want them to repost that stuff, that's different. But when you're just sort of curating a general thing using other people's content, um, there are a lot of accounts out there that start up like, you know, barbecue is rad or something like that. And they'll just sit there and, and, you know, troll for really good looking pictures that other people have taken and just constantly post. And the way that Facebook and Instagram works is it rewards you for using it so much, you know, so no person could ever generate that much content on their own, um, content obviously being the pictures. Um, but what a lot of people don't realize as well is, you know, when barbecue is rad gets to, let's say, 100,000 people just from posting other people's photos and saying, like, tag us in your photos to be featured and things like that, brands are paying them because of the numbers they've reached. So they've made a conscious effort to grow their audience um, to get to a stage where they can monetize that. And a lot of people don't realize that, that there's that monetization going on. And I often say to people, you know, if you're on Instagram and you see something reposted, chase it back. Usually, I mean, you're supposed to give credit for it. So chase it back to the original photo and give that one a like. Like, give the, give the credit to the person who actually took the photo. So, again, for me personally, it's one of those things where I know that that's, that's something I could do. I know I could grow overnight, you know, by tens of thousands, if not more. You can actually even buy followers on these things, too. But for me personally, you know, I'm all about my food and, and my story, and that's what I'll post. I, I don't want to post photos of other people's food just for the sake of growing numbers. Um, and I think that's just a, I, I think really it's just, it's, it's more of an integrity issue than right or wrong way. Um, but I think more than anything, it's just that people need to be aware that these accounts are, mo are monetized, like for myself as well. And if I have ever done a sponsored post, um, you will see me hashtag it with either sponsored or ad as is required by the FTC. Um, and that's, that stuff is really important as well. You know, um, that kind of uh, disclosure is important because you, I'm trying to influence you to make a decision based on what I'm posting because you listen to me and go, oh, I'm going to try that recipe. Well, I'm going to try that rub. I'm going to try this. So you should at least know if I'm being paid to do that. Now, again, having said that, I don't just take <laughs> work from anyone who wants to pay me. Again, I'm very careful about it. But that's the difference between, you know, understanding that you're going to take a longer time to, to grow your business and grow your brand and do what you do, but do it the way that you feel comfortable with instead of just uh, rising to the top. Um, and, and, and it's not only, I will say this, it's not only on social media that it happens, just to give you guys a bit of an idea too, you know, it can happen on websites too, because when a website gets good traffic, of course, you can command more money from your advertisers. Mm -hmm. Um just as it, you know, just as you can command more money, the bigger your audience is. And so, you know, I've seen a website take, for example, one of Aaron Franklin's videos and embed it on their site as a blog post. So they'll write something like, check out Aaron Franklin doing his thing with the barbecue, blah, 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 and embed the YouTube, which is 
you can totally do that. There's nothing wrong like that. It's like when a news site embeds a video so you don't have to travel to YouTube to see it. Right. Except then they then promote that page on their social media, like, check out Aaron Franklin's guide to this. <laughs> and inherently, instead of sending it to the YouTube page, they're generating traffic back to their site based completely off Aaron Franklin's work. You may have never even heard of this guy. So there's a lot of a seedy sort of underbelly to this that a lot of people don't realize. And I'm sure a lot of folks don't even necessarily care about. Um, but it's all, it's all, uh, it's quite fascinating, I think. And, and if you are aware and you can make your own choices about what you click on and what you want to support, um, it, it just makes you more empowered at the end. All right, so we still have uh, a lot to go with the social media stuff, so we'll save that uh, balance for the next time you're on. Uh, this is Jess Pryles. Again, the website, JessPryles.com, and Jess Pryles all over the social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff. Jess, always appreciate the time, and we'll talk to you again real soon. Absolutely. Thanks so much. You got it. There she is, Jess Pryles, the hardcore carnivore. Man, oh, man. I'm trying to get through these questions. I'm, I feel like I'm on a Today Show running out of time. Jeez. I'm so embarrassed. To be continued social media platform stuff. As she said at the very end, seedy underbelly. I didn't even know all that stuff existed. I, you know, I'm a little weird. All right, folks, let me talk to you about the Chops Power Injector System. The 2015 and 2016 Barbecue Tool of the Year. Let's break it down. I'm going to tell you about each one. The number one seller continues to be the half-gallon Chops Power Injector System. Designed for competitions or to pump up the backyard guy like me or you. Easy to use. Clean it, fill it, pump it, and go. If you have just one brisket or pork shoulder to do, you don't need to fill it all the way up. Just put in what you need. It will use it all. It comes with 14-gauge needles, two replacement plastic needle adapters, Three plug screws and a needle protector. It's 100 bucks plus your shipping. The one-gallon Chops Power Injector System is designed for the bigger catering jobs, like maybe you're going to use it in an MBN whole hog contest, or maybe you're put, uh, cooking 10 shoulders to get that perfect one. This one also comes with 14-gauge needles, two replacement plastic needle adapters, three plug screws, and a needle protector, 120 bucks plus your shipping. Then you have the Chops Full Power Injector System electric version, the commercial and competition Big Daddy. Not a holding tank, but a three and a half foot pickup tube that you can put in any size container from a few ounces to a 55 gallon drum. It was originally designed for Chef Rob at the best barbecue restaurant in Kansas City. He said time and time again that with the Chops Full Power Injector System, his briskets are better than ever. Point blank. It comes with metal needle adapters, 14 gauge needles, 3 inch 12 gauge needles, 2 inch 11 and a half gauge needles, 3 plug screws, and a needle protector. 325 bucks plus shipping anywhere. A number of the top pit masters in the country and world use the CPIS every day to make their barbecue better than the rest. Here's the thing. We live in a foodie world that now requires flavor in every bite. This is how you do it and how you do it fast. It's not just for meat either. How about alcohol-infused watermelon or other fruit? Every injector hand-assembled in Kansas City, Missouri, USA. Extra accessories. You want them, they got them. Want to shoot medium ground spices? They got you covered for that. They have two, three, four-inch, 12-gauge needles. Also, they have two-inch closed-tip needles. Perfect for shooting fatty meats to keep from plugging up the needles with fat. They sell replacement stock needle adapters and plug screws. They have a great upgrade you can buy to make your chops full power injector system bulletproof. Metal needle adapters. Great idea. Here's what you do. 
You get the Chops Power Injector System to give your barbecue some power. BarbecueKansasCity.com. That's B-A-R-B-E-Q-U-E. BarbecueKansasCity.com. By the way, Chops Power Injector System opening up a restaurant. We're going to have Dan Uladal on to talk about that. He must be selling a lot of injectors. Barbecue restaurants, you guys. All right, Scott Roberts coming up. Stick around. Smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, this segment brought to you by Unknown Smoker Accessories, purveyors of made-in-the-USA stainless steel barbecue and smoker lid hinges, barbecue accessory hangers, rocket-hot chimney grillers, and heavy-duty aluminum foil dispensers. Find products from Unknown Smoker Accessories. Keep your gear where it needs to be, at arm's length and ready for battle. Visit unknownbbq.com slash shop today. Unknownbbq.com slash shop today. Use discount code REMPE, R-E-M-P-E, for 10% off your entire order. Check out those hinge, uh, those hinges and the sauces and all that stuff. Uh, what do you call those things? The seasoning holsters, I mean, the foil, give me a break. UnknownBBQ.com slash shop, discount code REMPY, 10% off your entire order. All right. Typically every month, this guy comes on. He is the official barbecue sauce and rub reviewer for the Barbecue Central Show, making sure that your worthy dollars and cents are being spent in the right way. Scott Roberts from scottrobertsweb.com. Scott, how are you, buddy? Fantastic. How are you doing, Greg? I'm doing absolutely fabulous. Let me get uh, Jess off here. and uh, Ah, there I am. Actually, I would rather look at her. No offense, Scott. Uh, No offense taken. Sure you would, I wish I would look like that. Uh, Well, that would make two of us. But nevertheless, Scott Roberts is with us, the show's official sauce and rub reviewer. Before we get into the products, uh, Scott, in regards to the world of fiery foods, any new updates or... Uh, world records or anything like that that we can talk about here? Nothing in regards to world records. There are a couple of new hot sauce shows coming up here. Uh, we have Arizona and New Mexico. We have Portland and just a few days. So they are going to try to kind of beat that world record reaper eating contest that was just absolutely shattered in New York. Uh, that record was... I think, oh, it was back in uh, last April. So other than that, um, nothing new as far as like a world's hottest pepper. Uh, so we're just kind of waiting to see if uh, something else will come along. Uh, what's the magic number for the the number of death peppers that somebody needs to eat to break a new record? You know, I don't even remember, but it was something ridiculous. Uh, like 20? Of ounces. 50? Uh, um I think they did it in ounces, and it might have been oh, over a hundred ounces of it. Hundred ounces, something like that. Yes, I, I could be completely. I could be thinking of grams. You know, the whole ounces to grams conf- the conversion totally confuses me. Is there a lot of money to be won by stomaching the most uh, uh, grenade peppers? Uh, no money at all. Actually, what? just bragging rights. 
bragging rights. Oh, yeah, my yeah, yeah, I did Lord. This. I, it, it's not like, uh, you know, the, 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 the hot dog eating contest, you know, the Joey Chestnuts of the world yeah. trying to get money and sponsors. No, it's just all for the glory and all for feeling stomach cramping and, um, you know, a feeling that come out the other end next morning. So, like, can you possibly pick up chicks by eating this tremendous amount of peppers or is that pretty much a guaranteed no because of uh, the stuff that you had just mentioned? Uh, probably a guaranteed no. I've never wow. tried to do it that way. Uh, if it was, uh, who knows? I might have done it back in my younger day. All right, Scott, let me ask you about some of the items. And I'm going to go off list here just to, to see if you have tried them. Have you gotten uh, at all involved with any of the new Gorilla rubs or sauce at all? Or have you tried those? Absolutely. As a matter of fact, it's going to be one of the products I'm reviewing tonight. It is? Yes. Uh-oh. So, yeah. So I'm reviewing the rub tonight. So I've tried both the all-purpose rub and the sauce. And I believe the sauce, I have it right here in front of me. It's the thick and bold sauce. Oh, there it you is. You can see it right there on camera. Uh, very, very good products. I like them quite a bit. All right. So uh, let's uh, start. I got the wrong, uh, the wrong thing up here. So uh, the first thing that we have to do tonight, one and done seasoning. Talk to me about it. Okay, this kind of aims to be like an SPG, salt, pepper, garlic. Uh, one and done, I think it. they're trying to market it as being more than just a barbecue rub, and there's nothing wrong with that. But in, when I tried this, it was so harsh, it was salty, it was very chili, chili pepper laden. So you get all these notes on the high end, so to speak. And there was very little in terms of pepper, and I think it could have actually used a little bit more garlic. Now, when you kind of combine it with something else, I think it is a pretty decent rub or seasoning. By itself, it's just this really hot, harsh kind of salt. So, you know, when I make chicken or pork or something like that, I kind of want more of a balance of flavors. This might, you know, do a little bit better on beef, but still you have to use something else to kind of balance out the flavors. And when you do that, that's okay, but it's really not what you're supposed to be doing with uh, something, especially when it's called one and done. Mm -hmm. You know, one and done, you use this and only this, and well, it just kind of really fails on just about everything I tried it on. All right, so uh, where can you get it? How much are you getting of it, and how much is it? Okay, you can get it at oneseasoning.com. That's the the word one, O-N-E, seasoning. Uh, It comes in a two-point, I'm sorry, 8.25-ounce shaker bottle. Uh, And the oneseason.com takes you to an Amazon link. Mm -hmm. And right there, you can get it for $11.49, including shipping and handling. Very expensive for it. And the rating I would give for this is... A rib boiler. So not only is it the lowest rating Scott Roberts can give, it's also very expensive. Good Lord. So not a good product and not a very good value all around. If you're looking for something really salty, something with a little chili pepper kick, but you need to mix it with something that might be decent. Other than that, stay away from it. Yeah, but like you said, uh, if you're going to market yourself as as a one and done, but you also have to add three more ingredients, well, not really one and done then, right? 
Uh, of course, yeah. So it completely goes against their marketing. All right. So uh, the next item is the Gorilla Grills all-purpose rub, uh, which we had just talked about. So go ahead away with that. All right. Finally, a good product here. This is a lot more balanced. You get sweetness. You get smokiness. You get some really good flavors dancing off with one another. Uh, the perfect amount of saltiness, garlickiness. Uh, this is an all-purpose rub. It's not going to be just for chicken, just for pork, just for seafood. But if you want something in your kitchen that could uh, pretty much adequately handle anything that you put it on, this is a really, really great product. Uh, it's very heavy in uh, the, the cumin notes too. So just uh, that's kind of what to expect whenever you use this. If you're not a big fan of that, then, you know, I, I don't know what to tell you. I do love cumin and quite a bit of things, but it's just, uh, just a great, great balance of sweetness, of smokiness, and it, it, it's kind of, um, I, I guess, in the middle of something being completely harsh and bold and dominant and taking over the flavor and something completely slipping below the radar right in the middle. And it's probably what you would want an all-purpose rub. It's certainly what, it, what I was looking for. All right. So, you know, I, I assume that when you're making cookers, barbecues, if you will, uh, pellet cookers, mm-hmm. and you have a rub, you have a sauce – I would assume then that this is translating very well across the briskets, uh, the pork butts, the ribs, and the chickens of the world, which are going to be like your traditional barbecue meats. I would say yes. It could handle just about everything. Again, it's not going to be specifically for any of those types of things. You can find a little bit better in all those areas. But, you know, just for something that goes all across the board well with everything, uh, this really fits the bill. All right. Uh, where can you get it? How much you're getting of it, and how much is it? Okay, you can find it at grillagrills.com, spelled G-R-I-L-L-I grills.com. Comes in a 12 ounce shaker bottle, much bigger than the aforementioned seasoning, and this runs for 9.99 plus shipping. A uh, pretty good value. Yeah. So you get uh, 50% more almost, and you're paying uh, roughly $3 less than the above mentioned. Not only that, but this tastes good. Yeah. Hey, there you go. <laughs> On top of all of that, it tastes good. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, the official rating would be yeah, sorry. a top 10 call. All right. Very good. So well worth it. Again, grillagrills.com to check it out. Uh, then the last one is hashtag pork mafia, uh, pork mafia Carolina apple shine rub. So... It sounds a little alcoholic to me. You stick it up there again. You're you're on the the main show. Oh, okay. There you go. Here we go. Here we go. Nothing alcoholic in this. <laughs> the shine. I'm not sure what the shine is. It doesn't make it shiny. There's no moonshine, as far as I know. I kind of looked through the ingredients. Uh, probably not. Probably not. Anyway, this comes from Phil Wingo and Pork Mafia. Uh, Cal- I'm sorry, Carolina Apple Shine. It is kind of like what you would expect, uh, something a little apple flavor, a little sweet. This is geared more towards pork and chicken. Uh, if you're looking for something else, uh, it will totally go against the grain, but sweet. Think really sweet. And this is very mild, very delicate in flavor, very, very low-key. You get the sweetness from sugar. There's some powdered dried honey in there, a little bit of smoky flavor, and a little bit of kind of like an applewood flavor as well. And you could just douse whatever you want with this. And um, a lot of this 
there's the old phrase, a little will go a long way. You can use a lot of this and still it will not be uh, overbearing on your food, so to speak. So it's it's good on your sweet meats if you're in a mood for something sweet, but still kind of that overall kind of all-purpose barbecue feel with chicken and ribs too. And, and this is coming to us from uh, Phil Wingo, right? Yeah, that's correct. All right. And a fairly accomplished guy in the barbecue world, both as a, as a cook and kind of a social media presence as well. Exactly, yeah. He knows his stuff. And this is a very, very good product as well. All right. Uh, where do you get it? How much are you getting of it? How much does it cost? Okay. You can get it at porkmafia.us. And there are actually links on the website going off to other sites where you can purchase it. Uh, there was one I just kind of did a little bit of research earlier. It's out of stock on one particular website, but uh, your mileage may vary. If you, I don't know, if you kind of check next week, you may be able to find it. This is an awesome deal. Now I do have, and this is a five ounce sugar bottle. Yeah. Uh, I've I've seen them sold online for a one pound bag. And you can get that for nine ninety nine, so an wow. absolute steal. Uh, fantastic, unbeatable value. All right, give me the rating. Rating, it's another top ten call. All right, so solid effort. And again, one pound bag for ten bucks is huge. Oh yeah, it's great. It'll last you quite a while too. All right, so uh, as we we go back through real quick, one and done seasoning, a rib boiler. We want to stay away uh, from that at all costs. Uh, Gorilla Grills all purpose rub, top ten call. So check that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, about 10 bucks for 12 ounces. And then uh, hashtag Pork Mafia, Carolina Apple Shine Rub. Also a top 10 call for uh, 10 bucks for a one pound bag if you can find it as well. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, you know, there's these new subscription services that are rolling out. You get the ones for pick out your clothes and you have the subscription service like that blue apron for your home stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, there's barbecue boxes now coming. I think there's one called barbecuebox.com. Uh, I got one called barbecuetreat.com. And I think the barbecue box has pork mafia in it in its uh, initial offering so i don't want oh, to i want to tie myself to that and say that's for true but if you're doing some googling or whatever uh, that might be another place that you would be able to find it as well so uh let me ask you uh did you do you have a review of the gorilla sauce too or not so much yet uh i can do a little impromptu review yeah, sure if you could that would be great that'd be great yeah so uh, Shane would be pleased. So uh, this is uh, what I consider to be kind of down the line of what I'm looking for in a barbecue sauce. I'm not one of those regionalists, a purist, you know, pure Kansas City, pure Memphis, pure Carolina, whatever. But I do like a lot of elements from that Kansas City style, rich, bold, sweet, and this has quite a bit of it. Um, and again, I'm reviewing the thick and bold barbecue sauce from Grill of Grills. And this, just kind of like the rub, is an all-purpose barbecue sauce if you're looking for something like that. If you're looking uh, – if you're kind of used to something more tomatoey, more bitter, more vinegary, uh, this is kind of away from that type of flavor profile. It's rich. It's a little tiny bit spicy. You get a little bit of that cumin flavor. But then there is just what I consider to be a great balance of smokiness without all that horrible, icky, liquid smoke flavor that I know that both you and I despise. Yes. Yes. But there's a lot of sweetness and a lot of boldness behind it, and I just love this. And I would, too, give this one a top ten call. So it would be around a four out of five. All right. Absolutely fantastic. 
So Grilla Grills getting some Grilla love here uh, from Scott Roberts. Great stuff. Yeah, right. go there, get the stuff, and especially get the pork mafia rub as well. All right. Uh, Scott Roberts can be found here pretty much monthly. Uh, he is the official Barbecue Central Show sauce and rub reviewer. You can also find him at his own website, scottrobertsweb.com. Scott, always appreciate the time, and we'll look for you again next month. Great. Thanks a lot, Greg. All right, there he is. My man, Scott. Again, his website, scottroberts.com. He's been doing sauce and rub reviews for years. Love it. All right, let me talk to you for a few minutes about the longest-running sponsor of the show. Located in Warminster, Pennsylvania, the Barbecue Guru. Gang, if you have been thinking about automatic pit temperature control devices for your cooker, stop here. Why would you buy from any other company? These are the people that created this technology. If you're not familiar with how these little beauties work, I don't get into the minutiae here, but imagine a product that allows you to set your pit temperature, and once set, keeps it running all the way through the cook. Sound too good to be true? It's not. This is real life. You can take advantage of this technology today because maybe you are a busy working professional like me, or perhaps you're constantly on the run with kids doing errands. Quite frankly, you just don't have the time to set around and tend pit temperatures. The Barbecue Guru allows you to throw on a pork butt or a brisket or a couple slabs of ribs or all of that, and you're off to do whatever it is you need to get done. And the Guru maintains that pit temperature you set it at. There's a number of different models to choose from, so please visit the website or call in to make sure you're getting the right one. If you're somebody that wants to be able to control two cookers with one unit, monitor multiple internal temperatures of meat, CyberQ Wi-Fi is definitely going to be the one you want to take a look at. You can hook it up to your home Wi-Fi network. It also generates its own Wi-Fi signal, so you can hook up a smart device, a tablet, a netbook, a laptop. You can can see and control it all from there. You don't even have to get out of bed anymore to make pit temperature adjustments. If you find that your meat is cooking too quickly, you can ramp the temperature down in the pit. If you need to speed it up a little bit, you can ramp it up. It's all there. Now, on the other end of the spectrum, you have the Party Q. It is a singular device. goes from cooker to cooker to cooker. Runs on AA batteries. You can put it on bullet style, kettle style, ceramic style. It doesn't matter. You set the temperature and off it goes. It's great. Easiest point of entry when it comes to temperature control devices. If you're in the market for a cooker, Onyx oven still available. Fully insulated, holds a ton of meat, accommodates half and full pans for food service. Works seamlessly, of course, with any barbecue guru temperature control device. Do yourself the favor of a lifetime. Head on over to thebbqguru.com and check out their products. If you have any questions about what to order, call them directly. 800-288-GURU. 800-288-GURU. So make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. Again, 800-288-GURU or visit thebbqguru.com. The Barbecue Guru continues to be a breakthrough in barbecue technology. Also, they probably have those having a barbecue sauce and rubs, the seven bone stuff that Bob's selling. So check it out. TheBBQGuru.com or 800-288-GURU. We're back to wrap up the show right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue, it's the Barbecue Central Show.
All right, welcome back. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. Thanks again to Scott Roberts for joining me this past segment. I will make sure that I have his list. What? Oh, I see the mistake I did. All right. I'll make sure that I have his list available in the show notes. Again, he did one-and-done seasoning, Gorilla Grills, all-purpose rub, and hashtag Pork Mafia Carolina Apple Shine rub. Two of the three, the Gorilla Grills and the Pork Mafia rub, getting top ten calls. One-and-done seasoning, getting the old heave-ho. Get that weak stuff out of here. All right, good enough for me. Let's call it a show, all right? All right. All the way back in the first hour, the first Tuesday of the month guest... Ray Lampy joined us. We learned that Ray, amongst other, many other barbecue savvy vets and celebrities, will be in Hartville, Ohio. I will be sure to tweet that out a little bit more as it draws near. Maybe you want to come and hang out with us. Maybe you don't. That would be your mistake. We're going to Mabel's Barbecue, like it or not. Michael Simon, I'm coming for you with a microphone. We're going to do an impromptu interview. You don't even know about it. You don't even know. Second hour, Jess Pryles broke it down on the Today Show. And perhaps more importantly, broke it down about social media, using other people's stuff, the accounts that are just reposting crap, getting followers, getting likes, and in turn getting money, and you might not even know about it. The seedy underbelly of social media. Then Scott Roberts came out of the bullpen and closed it up. It's great. We have a great show lined up for you next Tuesday. Of course, Meathead Goldwyn locked and loaded as well. September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, it's your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.